You're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Hello and thank you for tuning in to We Are Ankeny. We've talked about aspects of Ankeny Community School District strategic plan in several of our episodes. Today, we're going to focus on strategic plan objectives connected to our school facility long range planning. This process is called the Facility Master Plan and is going to to use community members uh, across um, our entire um, district and city to look at district data, research, and best practices to ensure that current and future facilities meet the needs of our students and the community. Sitting with me is a frequent flyer podcast guest and a district assistant superintendent, Darren Hawk. Darren, let's talk about the Facilities Master Plan. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So we already know that there are a lot of moving parts and a lot lot of moving parts. And so similar to last year with the strategic plan, we've decided to make sure that this is a community effort. And so we want as much community participation and feedback in this process as, um, as we can have to ensure that one, we're planning for the next five, 10, maybe 20 years down the road to set our district up for success moving forward. And so we, we know a, community, a, a committee has been put together. Can you talk about how that committee was formed and who's on it? Absolutely. So in uh, the middle of August, we presented the uh, proposal to the board of directors uh, about the facility master plan. And um, as soon as uh, they approved us moving forward, we uh, began a process to invite the community to participate. So uh, through several different methods, including uh, the newsletter that goes out to, to all of our families, our district website, um, we and and some internal communication uh, to staff members um, and uh, even some of our students in, in the Orbis program, we invited anyone who is interested to participate in this process to sign up. Uh, we were very fortunate. We had over 60 people sign up to be a, a part of this community, uh, parents, community members, students, teachers, administrators. Um, and uh, so we've got a great group of people that's already uh, doing this work. So for our listeners who may want to be part of this process, what are the time commitments for this committee? Yeah, we're, we're starting off with um, meeting about every other week here through uh, September and October. We're going to have our um, second meeting on uh, September 27th and our third meeting um, a little bit later in October. And then after that, we're going to have a meeting about once a month. Um, and it's about an hour and a half each each time that we meet, and we hope to finish uh, by the end of the school year. And so what are some of the topics that we're going to be covering this year? Yeah, so we're beginning the process by um, really looking at the current reality of our district. So in our first meeting, we focused on uh, the district's finances, how the district pays for renovation projects, construction projects, land purchases, that type of thing, really focusing on finance. The second meeting, we're going to focus on our academic program. So our strategic plan set out a, a, a whole pillar based on, on rigorous academics, and so we're going to learn about what that, uh, what that strategic plan says for our academics and, and what we want our programming to look like out into the future. 
And then at our third meeting, we're going to take a look at our district demographics, um, the results of our, our facility audit that we did last year. And uh, so what, what is the capacity of our buildings and what do we see us needing as far as buildings out into the future? After, after the team um, investigates all of those three areas, we're going to put a survey out into the community, get some feedback on, on what we've learned and, and what we've developed through that. And then the rest of this year, we will be looking at, at making plans for, for the future based on that information that we've learned. And so the, these, these initial meetings that you're having with the committee, uh, from what I understand, we're going to be developing some belief statements about uh, what do we believe our district needs with regards to facilities, um, academic programming, um, what our student population may look like in, in, in the future. That's right. So um, can you talk about also, you know, last year we had discussed uh, grade level transitions yep. and grade level configuration. And so when I say grade level configuration, what I'm speaking about specifically is currently in Ankeny, our, our schools are organized K-5, 8, 9, 6-7, 10-12. And so I know that that's one of the topics that we'll be looking at um, with regards to student transition and grade level configuration. And so why is that important? How does that impact planning for uh, future buildings uh, for our district? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, Ankeny has been organized uh, the way you described it, K-5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10, 12, uh, for quite some time. And so we want to enter into this process with no preconceived ideas of, of what we should do or shouldn't do, but really dig into our, our current data and also the research around grade level configuration and determine what's going to be best for us uh, moving forward. We also want to take a look at um, the capacity of our buildings and, and what they can best be used for um, as we look out into the future. And so we're going to look a lot at um, the surveys that our students return to us about their connection to school, how, how they experience school. We're going to look at um, their academic achievement in those different levels. And we're going to look at the research that talks a little bit about how, what the impact is of those transitions between uh, buildings at those middle grade levels and determine how best to move forward. And so uh, with deciding what's best to, to move forward, regardless of where, where we land, keeping our, our current grade level configuration or if the committee recommends a different, different configuration, that actually dictates um, potential land purchases, uh, potential um, future buildings for our district, correct? Absolutely. So um, we have to look at our current enrollment and what the projected enrollment is going to be over the next, as you said, 5, 10, even up to 20 years, and make sure that we have enough space within our buildings to accommodate however we decide to make those grade configurations work out within, a, within the buildings that we have and the buildings that we will need to build. And so currently, when, when we look at our current enrollment, we also utilize a demographer to help us uh, with those decisions. And so what role is the demographer playing in um, the facilities uh, master plan and how does this company help us make uh, more informed decisions? Yeah, so the district has worked with RSP and Associates for um, over 10 years, I think going on 15 years now. 
Um, and, and they yearly provide us an update on um, our, our current enrollment and enrollment projections. And they work with the city and the county uh, to really dig into what areas of the city are growing, what areas are projected to be developed out into the future to help us plan a little bit for, um, for what's coming. When we uh, talked to, to them about doing this facility master plan, um, it actually turns out that they've done similar work with a lot of districts, um, both in the metro and across the state of Iowa and surrounding states. And so um, we have partnered with them. They are co-facilitating uh, with me all of these meetings so that, um, again, their work around the demographics can, can uh, provide the information that we need as far as what buildings we need to build and, and, and how best to arrange the district for success in the future. One of the things I first learned when I, when I came here about our demographer and your work with a demographer is that one of the, one of the data points that uh, we frequently look at are our birth rates. Absolutely. And how that impacts our projections moving forward. And then also I, I understand that the, the demographer looks at building permits, um, how fast or how slow is building going, uh, occurring within city limits that also d dictates number of families, potentially number of students um, per unit um, that might feed into a school, correct? Absolutely. Even down to what types of buildings are being uh, permitted, um, road developments, uh, infrastructure developments, all of that plays into their projections. And so as you stated um, earlier, the committee plans to meet throughout this school year. And so what are the expectations for the end of this term? Yeah, so like you said, we're going to um, begin by looking at where we are. And then fr with that information, we're going, we need to determine what grade configuration is best going to serve us uh, into the future. Once we can determine that grade configuration, that will impact the the boundary uh, discussions that we have to have. As you know, we're having a new elementary constructed right now, mm -hmm. and that will open up in the, in the fall of 2024. So we would like to have uh, clear boundaries set up for that elementary by the end of this work so that families can plan for that. We also need to um, take a look at our current uh, facilities and make sure that we're all of our buildings are up to the standard that we would expect for for our students, whether it's a new building or an older building. And, and finally, look at what future facilities we're going to need to build and what does that mean as far as what land we need to be looking at, um, what types of facilities we would need to build. And again, all of that, we can't answer those questions without coming back to the grade configuration, the boundaries. It all, it all has to sequence so that we have a, a, a really comprehensive plan for growth for the district. So will this committee only be focused on elementary number 12's attendance boundaries or is on the table looking at how we approach boundaries district-wide? Yeah, the primary focus as far as elementary boundaries obviously will be on, on elementary 12, but we have to take a comprehensive look. What, what we try to do when we do these boundary processes is minimize um, the, the changes that families experience. And so we wouldn't want to make a decision for, for elementary 12 that then forces us into a, another quick decision down the road about other elementary. So we want to make sure that whatever we land on is something that, that is lasting and minimizes the impact on, on other families. One of the things I learned again last year is that we have, I guess it's not an, an imaginary line, but there's a line that splits 
us from north to south, which is First Street. Right. And so can you give us a little history around um, why that was developed and you know, what, what will the community be looking at with regards to um, boundaries moving forward? Yeah, so um, I think that the the success that the district has experienced um, since the uh, district moved to two high schools uh, back in 2013 um, can be traced back to the planning work that went into um, went into that decision. And so we've had that same um, boundary between the Centennial feeder and the Ankeny High School feeder um, since prior to that split in 2013. So as, as the town has developed, um, we have seen a bit of a divergence in, in student enrollment between those two feeders um, to where it's getting closer to 60-40 with the north having more students than the south at this point. But that doesn't mean that that's not going to change over time. So I, I'm not suggesting that we're going to change anything fundamentally or even change anything at all. But again, we just need to look at what the data is telling us and look at, at um, what's going to set us up for success long term. And that 60-40 split between north and south it isn't an issue of quality. Absolutely. We have high quality schools um, from on the south side and north side. We serve our, our students very well. The main difference for this 60-40 split is that there's just been a boom of growth on the north side. Would you agree? That's absolutely correct, although we're seeing more and more growth on the south side now, too. So it's um, one of the great things about living in Ankeny is, is we're growing um, in all areas of the city. And so, yeah, we just we need to keep watching it and make sure that that uh, the plans that we have match up the needs with the, of the district. And since we, since we're having a lot of community involvement in this process uh, through the uh, through the committee for those listeners and for those families or community members that aren't able to participate in the committee how might they be able to provide feedback or get updates about our progress throughout the entire school year that's a great question so we've built out a section on our website uh, dedicated specifically to the facilities master plan and on that section of our website, we will post the slide deck from every single meeting, as well as links to any of the materials that, that we're working on so that uh, community members can, can see the work um, that's happening at those meetings. I think uh, even more important is we've built a, an FAQ on that page. So, so community members can submit questions. We're actually collecting questions from community members during, or committee members during those meetings. And um, so we are processing answers and, and posting those as soon as we can after as those questions come in. So throughout this process, there's going to be a comprehensive list of questions and answers as well as materials that are available on the website. And so once we have our finalized facilities master plan that the board approves, how often are we going to review this? Yeah, that's a great question. We we know that we're going to have to review um, any time that we have to construct a new elementary school to some degree, just because, again, we'll have to adjust boundaries for, for that new school. But what we're looking at is, is a review about every five years, unless we have to go sooner for an elementary school, just to make sure, again, um, as, as our city changes and as the demands on education change, that we're always providing our students with the very best experience. And so a question that our listeners may have, why every five years versus every two, three, four yeah, years? That's a, that's a great question. I mean, 
when you think about the uh, time frame for construction, um, you know, two years is is really longer than the design and construction and boundary process than we have. And so trying to do it every two years, it really wouldn't allow us to implement the, the plan. Doing it every five years gives the, the district and the community a chance to implement that plan and still review it fairly regularly. Over the next school year, there will be opportunities for you to learn more about what the committee is doing, provide input and feedback. A facility master plan page on our website at ankeningschools.org is available with an overview of the planning process, opportunities for you to engage in the process and answer frequently asked questions. This new plan will provide an incredible opportunity for Ankeny Community Schools to build on its tradition of excellence and to set the standard for high quality student experiences and achievement. Thank you, Dr. Hawk, for giving us a great overview of what's to come in the next year with this committee. Thanks for the opportunity to be here today. We are Ankeny. Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny Community Schools.